G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Wendy Francis from the Australian Christian Lobby is joining us to talk through some of the things that are going on this week. Hello, Wendy. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil, and thank you for having me. Wendy, before we get into some of the things that are happening here in Australia, I imagine that you're across some of the the tragic news that we've been hearing over the weekend, oh. uh, that the, oh. the church roof collapse in Nigeria, in Africa. Oh. And, and, of course, there was a bombing at a, a Coptic church in Egypt. Uh, oh. Those sorts of things, you can't go without, uh, with, without in some ways, uh, stopping and in solidarity with brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, remembering their needs in prayer. Absolutely. Um, all of us would have been so saddened to hear the news. And, you know, in one case, I think uh, the roof has collapsed and, and it's been perhaps um, a faulty building. And it, and it makes us realise in Australia we're so fortunate with our building codes and the safety that we have here. But then in Cairo to be um, to be suffering under Islamic extremists there, it, it is a tragedy. Um, and I just... My heart goes out to the survivors who are, who must be grieving so much today. Yes, and uh, and to those uh, who are battling in Egypt uh, with some of the oppression that goes on in Egypt and some of the persecution that continues uh, to the Coptic Church and uh, as well as the Evangelical Church there in Egypt. Uh, plenty on the national agenda, Wendy Francis. Uh, this national push for euthanasia, it's begun to grow in momentum, even though the debates won't necessarily kick in until next year. But people are talking about euthanasia uh, quite uh, quite in some respects, and, and I say this, some people are getting excited about euthanasia. Well, of course, it's got some real real difficulties, hasn't it? Look, it has. Um, when we talk about uh, slippery slope, particularly with euthanasia, you know, there's no joke about this. And the very fact that it's uh, it takes such an enormous amount of time for people to even talk about it shows the, the inherent dangers. But New South Wales is really the only state in Australia who are not considering euthanasia legislation at the moment, which is extremely worrying. And you only have to look uh, overseas to see what has happened uh, since euthanasia has been introduced in places like the Netherlands, where now um, every year there's around 1,000 people who are euthanized without their consent. Uh, so we're talking about people who are, even in, in the Netherlands, they even um, now euthanize uh, children, uh, babies who are, who may be disabled. Um, they are euthanizing people who are in uh, comas without their consent. Um, you know, we're, we're talking huge numbers. And the, the sad thing for me is that here in Australia, we should be spending more money um, looking at our palliative care, which we already have amazing palliative care. I've lost two sisters um, to cancer, and the palliative care that they were given in Australia here, I believe, is second to none. And instead of investing more and looking at ways that we can we can help people to die well, um, we're looking at ways to actually to kill them. Uh, you know, I think sometimes now I get confu- I get upset that people get confused about euthanasia. 
euthanasia is not allowing people to die. I, I think we should be allowing people to die naturally. But euthanasia is actually taking a step to kill them. And I think we need to be very cautious about that and no doubt there'll be a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion, a lot of debate that will go on into the new year and I'll look forward to some of those sorts of conversations on 2020. Uh, There's all sorts of other connected conversations and debates that are going on, Wendy Francis, uh, not least of those. Uh, the abortion legislation in Queensland. Some of these things are connected. And and for those uh, who are thinking, well, what do Christians think about pro-life issues? Because we're created in the image and likeness of God, then we recognise that life has value and we need to protect that value. And abortion, another one of those that goes uh, like hand in hand as, a, as an, an issue that pro-lifers are concerned about, Christian pro-life. Uh, what's happening with the abortion legislation in Queensland, Wendy? So in Queensland, we've got two bills uh, that have come before our parliament. Both bills were introduced by Rob Pine, who's an independent MP. Um, but one of the first bill uh, was removing every um, every bit of legislation around abortion completely. So there was no support even given to women at all. It was a diabolical bill, and that was re- um, the committee that was looking at that uh, suggested that well they they recommended that it fail. When that bill came up for voting, the Labor Party moved that that bill be moved into the second bill. So they have cognated the two bills. They've put them together, which is an extremely unusual and a very dangerous thing to do. So instead of the first bill just dying um, a natural death because it was supposed to be recommended to fail, it has now been moved into the second bill. So the second bill is due to be debated in February um, in 2017, so not far away, and they now are going to be debated together. Both of these bills allow abortion to birth. Um, both of these bills allow sex selection um, abortions. They um, have, are limiting free speech. Uh, there are um, there much of it. Um, many people would believe is unconstitutional, and we are fighting it on those grounds as well. But as you say, Neil, both of these issues, they're they're issues of choosing death over life. And uh, I think the sad thing for me in Queensland is if all we can offer our women who are having an unexpected pregnancy and a pregnancy that they don't feel that they they can cope with alone, if all we're offering them is quick and easy abortions, we are failing our women just absolutely miserably. And there's a connected issue there too, uh, Wendy, where new screening proposed for babies with Down syndrome and already 94.7% of Australian babies aborted if diagnosed with Down syndrome. Uh, There's another connected slippery slope issue there, isn't there? It's actually just heartbreaking. What one of us don't see a child who has Down syndrome in the shops or, or somewhere where we go to church or a club and just absolutely delight in these um, in these people, and you know we we celebrate when we have the Paralympics, and yet as you say, 94.7% of Australian babies who are diagnosed in the womb as having Down syndrome are aborted. We are screening out an entire um, group of people, and it's just diabolical. And now the government, our government, is considering introducing two new screening tests to improve the screening, to actually screen out more children. Now, there's two things about this. Like, which one of us don't know somebody who was diagnosed as having a Down syndrome child in the womb and and then de- 
delivering a baby that doesn't have Down syndrome, so there's that. But also, how dare we say that um, Down syndrome children are not worth living? How dare we say that this group is... What, what will be next? What will we try to screen out next? Are there other things that, that people think are somehow less than perfect and should be screened out? This is an incredibly upsetting um, development. Well, we'll be monitoring that one closely too as it continues, uh, legislation in Queensland. Uh, Wendy, last week on 2020, we we had a conversation with Collective Shout. Uh, They've got a boycott list for Christmas. Uh, and, of course, Collective Shouters, you'd be familiar, they're, mm. they're uh, campaigning against uh, the sexualization of girls, the, the objectification of women. And I know that the Australian Christian lobby has been concerned about the inappropriate level of advertising that's happening in shopping centres. And, mm. of course, some of that stuff that we were talking about last week on 2020 was uh, connected with the inappropriate advertising of various companies. But uh, what's your, what are your concerns about inappropriate advertising in shopping centres, particularly in the lead-up to Christmas? Yeah, it it gets really bad in the lead-up to Christmas. And what happens too is that when you make complaints to the Advertising Standards Board, that the the complaints take longer to process because people are on holidays and things. And so with the the very time when children are on holidays in shopping centres with their family is the very time when we we often see the worst advertising. There is a, a national lingerie store that is often in Westfield shopping centres that is absolutely appalling at this. And, you know, last Christmas, they, the Advertising Standards Board in February or January and February decided that it, it shouldn't have happened, but it's already too late. I would really encourage listeners who see inappropriate advertising to complain to the Advertising Standards Board because um, groups like the Australian Christian Lobby but also certainly Collective Shout are really making a big difference in this area. And so we need people to get on board and to actually make those complaints because we need we need the Advertising Standards Board to understand what the community standards actually are because they are supposed to be reflecting community standards. So if you see something that you are, in fact, concerned about in the shopping centre this Christmas, you should call the Advertising Standards Board? You can call them, but you can go online and there's a, a form that you fill out. So if you just even Google Advertising Standards Board complaints, there is a form that you fill out. Um, it's not at the most. It's not the easiest form, but neither it is is it the most difficult. It's it's um once you once you get into it, you can realise where it's going and how how you can do it. It's not a difficult form, so um, they haven't made it real easy, but they haven't either made it impossible. So I, I really do encourage people to do that. It does make a difference. And Wendy, another issue that might be a developing issue today uh, revolves around the burqa. Of mm. course, it's an iconic symbol of, of what Islam is about. And uh, some reports that I picked up a little earlier that uh, Australian Liberal Party Senator Cory Bernardi wants it gone. So does One Nation Senator Pauline Hanson. And of mm. course, uh, internationally, Germany's Angela Merkel's also announced in recent days that uh, that she wants to introduce a ban on the burqa. But, of course, the twist on that is that Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has rejected calls uh, for any sort of Australian uh, ban on Muslim veils for women. Do you have any thoughts on, on the issue of the burqa, if that's becoming a popular one today? Look, I do. I, and I understand where um, Senator Cory Bernardi and also One Nation are coming from. Um, my concern is that if we're going to advocate for freedom of religion, we've got to be really careful about then 
um, wanting to ban something that is a sign of somebody's religion. But it isn't uh, an Australian um, culturally accepted thing that women need to cover up. This is something that's not not in our psyche. So this is one concern. And I think the other concern is the safety concern. So when uh, you go into a shopping centre or a bank, for instance, and you're not supposed to be covered up, then I believe that those rules need to apply to everybody. So if you were a woman who chose to wear a burqa, then um, you should you would have to get somebody else, your husband or someone else, to do that banking for you. I, I think that those rules should not be bent. But I do, I, I myself, I'm not sure about banning something that is actually a religious symbol, uh, but it does worry me um, for the, I guess, for, for our cultural sense of uh, the freedom and equality for women. Okay, so safety and security concerns, but because mm. of our focus oftentimes on freedom of religion, we have to be very mm. cautious the way we uh, might, as a Christian, uh, form an opinion about the banning of the burqa. So uh, an interesting uh, way that that might develop. Wendy Francis, thanks so much for your insights once again today, and I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website to get some more detail and to become informed about the issues that we're facing here in Australia to have a Christian opinion about those issues, very important. So simply Google Australian Christian Lobby, you'll find the Australian Christian Lobby website. Wendy Francis, who is the Queensland Director and I should also say Spokesperson for Women and Children for the Australian Mm -hmm. Christian Lobby. And Wendy, great getting your insights. Thank you so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.